The false awakening. The changing of the guard is not the same as defeat of the guard. Twitter is under new management. There is all kinds of excitement and despair over what that means for the future of free speech on that particular information control system. Odds are we can expect some noticeable changes in what is and is no longer allowed within the new paradigm. This should not be mistaken for an expansion of the people's right to voice dissent. As priorities change, harmless admissions of past infractions are not evidence of reform. If nothing else, people must not be fooled into thinking this shift in policy is the answer to all the censorship and suppression of the past. This essentially presumes that we are presently aware of the full scope of past information control. It is highly likely that there are unknown taboos that still haven't truly found a voice. When someone desperately waits for free speech to return to a top-down, centralized service, they underestimate the problem. Freedom of speech is freedom from consequences. In the name of fighting hate and so-called misinformation, people have ceded incredible ground to organizations to shape public discussion. By allowing voices to be suppressed in all kinds of situations, the protections for all kinds of essential and vital dissent are constantly eroded. It is tempting to find ways to engineer away censorship. This constantly underestimates the willingness of the public to participate in censorship by refusing to uphold protections that whistleblowers and those with dire warnings have to rely on. The currently watered-down concept of freedom of speech is essentially the right to utter words alone and face incredible sanctions for it. The public has long nurtured its tolerance for censorship to grow massively, people can be shocked and horrified by an opaque and arbitrary social credit system, but underestimate the sum effects of allowing censorship to flourish. This is to say that freedom of speech can only exist as a widely shared, culturally protected concept. This is first and foremost a social problem. People urgently need to reevaluate the mechanisms used to silence people and the costs we have paid for them. As acceptable discourse has shrunken into a vanishingly small clown show, people are predictably and understandably desperate for discussions where their concerns are properly heard. This impulse is being exploited by innumerable bad actors to trap people into microcults out of touch with everyone else. These microcults are as varied and diverse as any other consumer product, over time creating a false dichotomy between the blatantly absurd mainstream and a kaleidoscope of mind prisons. A mind prison example, Q. Many Q phrases are instant red flags. White hats, which generally refer to the benevolent overlords in positions of power, they for some reason must allow atrocities for the greater good, yet never actually make any real change. The Great Awakening is this cult's equivalent of any utopian fantasy's great revolution. The Q cult has outgrown a small set of posts on an anonymous image board to a full-out mega-grift empire. People stuck in the Q mind prison are fervent ideologues. They are quite often more invested in people's opinion of Q than of any of the so-called red pills that have supposedly awoken them. Despite a phenomenal track record of falsified predictions, many of them still circulate. Others are practically unfalsifiable. For example, claiming that all the politicians you don't like have already been executed, but have been merely replaced with body doubles to not alarm the public. By exploiting what people are starting to learn about the many nefarious agendas in play, people are lured back into a safe containment. The quantum financial system is simply a rebranding of the evils people are starting to question. 
other times luring people with the idea that they can somehow be at the top of the social credit system, it traps them into morally justifying the system. This insidious moral inversion is all pervasive in these mind prisons. The most aggravating aspect of the Q situation is that it is very often used as a justification for more top-down control of information. Behold all the silly nonsense the plebs can convince themselves of. Surely we must protect them from harmful influence, say the technocrats and their chorus of compliant media. The sad truth is that the accusation on its face isn't wrong. A great variety of people do believe in a great variety of nonsense. The problem begins with assuming that more top-down control is the answer and not the root cause of the issue. Only through honest, open debate with proper transparency can we avoid creating our own dark age. A recognizable pattern. This is in no way limited to the Q Megagrift, which simply has some of the most recognizable branding. Regardless of your political or social beliefs, there are almost always outright scams ready to take your money for comforting lies and entertainment. They generally follow a predictable format. They are in possession of magical cheat codes that they are eager to share with you, the wise critical thinker who sees through all of the lies. Thankfully, the answer is trivially simple requires no real work on your part or upheaval of existing structures and systems. It comes at a very low cost, but for some reason you're still always an additional larger contribution away from the prize. An inability to actually discuss or explain the merits of the primary worldview or issues. A winning combination of shock, flattery, and shame to keep you in suspense. It is overly simplistic to think of the cost in terms of money. Your time and attention are precious and should be something you optimize continuously to serve you and your loved ones. It is clear to me that our present environment wants nothing more than for us to fight each other over anything and everything. Taking the time to bring people together despite differing beliefs and values is likely one of the most challenging yet vital tasks of our time. A good identifier for a mind prison is one that preaches you as a lone fighter against the ignorant masses. All kinds of people are doing fantastic work all the time, and we would do well to remember and take time to give credit. This is one of the most nefarious aspects of these mind prisons. Instead of helping people build up and celebrate new heroes, these schemes essentially downplay any real urgency to confront the issues at all. The arrogant belief that the elites in society know best and that the riffraff can't be trusted is its own mind prison. By embracing a limiting top-down view of society, you blind yourself from truly making an attempt to understand human beings and what drives them. People vastly underestimate the advantages of bottom-up strategies and structures. Beware the trap. Being stuck in a mind prison is not only counterproductive, it can be dangerous. You isolate yourself from people you need to stay connected with. People who don't share your beliefs aren't your enemies. Focusing on fighting the people around you is only going to make you unpopular and alone. It's important to humanize yourself to others as well as you when you look in the mirror. Taking time to better understand your ideas can help you properly convey them to those who may not be receptive at first. Everyone needs a good friend more than they need another truth bomb. That said, do not let what allows you to forgive friends and family be manipulated into granting blanket amnesty to those who abuse their power and authority. The COVID crisis didn't merely open up new wounds to tear apart society. It also revealed to many an unforgettably dark corruption that has taken near complete control. 
when it comes to many of the technocrat plans, people ask, why now? And the answer lies in the fact that much of our cultural rot is from a mask worn to hide terrible and unsustainable lies. I believe the technocracy is desperate for a scapegoat, and it doesn't particularly care who or what it is. By putting people into difficult situations and then slandering them in the media, otherwise kind and dutiful people from all walks of life are made into monsters. As more and more divisions in society isolate people, the danger rises. We have seen how effectively the technocrats were able to use the COVID crisis to inflame hatred. We would do well to do anything we can to prevent that from being utilized further. It would be all too easy for those in power to entirely avoid accountability if they maintain the ability to turn the public against a convenient scapegoat. This is the root of the false awakening. More and more people stumble into all the lies, corruption, and contradictions of our established order. As these doubts, fears, concerns pile up, so does friction and resistance. Those in power have an incredible incentive to manage this fragmentation by effectively isolating every fracture into its own bubble. We can expect the manufacture, marketing, and adoption of individualized mind prisons to be increased exponentially as those in power get more and more desperate. It's not hard to see our current culture fractured into two inconsolable factions. If we're not careful, we will end up with everyone perfectly isolated into a terrible free-for-all. You being aware of a particular piece of truth isn't the answer. What we need is integration. Being authentically awake isn't simply accepting a single red pill about some scandal or lie in society. It's about being able to properly conceptualize the world as it is, rather than how others would like it to be, or even how you'd like it to be. This integration of understanding is what needs to be shared. We won't all know everything about everything, but we need to cooperate on processes to properly investigate the truth uncover corruption, and make concrete, lasting change. Without actually integrating our understanding with how we work together, we run the risk of granting those in power and corrupt institutions total control over the future. Our future is already uncertain in so many ways. The only way to properly account for those risks is to bring them to the forefront of our mind and actions. Almost every institution in our lives is in need of complete and total reform that may be outright impossible in some instances. These institutions reflect the unacknowledged damage that has been inflicted on the public for a long time that has gone neglected and forgotten. Rebuilding essential civic and social institutions will be an all too difficult task. We are going to need many people willing to come together and practice an unfamiliar amount of solidarity. This can only take place with excellent individuals working to reach out and authentically connect with those around them. I wish you the best of luck.